Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the never ending. What, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is the none of our business podcast. You want me to do it again? Are we Let's good? Keep going, All right, we got it. All right. <laughs> this is the one take uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, today we got Gabriel Matos. We got Samir. I'm giving legal names out here. My bad, y'all. Samir. And we got uh, me, Nelson. And we got a special guest today that we're kind of excited to have Alejandro. Pew, 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 pew. Sammy, that was your cue. Thank you, Samir. Let's go. We excited to be here, guys? Let's Super. go. What? Is going on. Hold on, I gotta take a sip. It's obsessed with coffee. It's yeah, <laughs> can't even lie anymore. Woo, we are super super excited to be here. Um, Gabe and Sammy are uh, beasts at what they do in their industry, and what people don't know is that so is Alejandro. Alejandro's a beast in his industry. Uh, Fortune yeah. 500 company. <laughs> Not yet, not yet, not yet. But he's and a size of what industry? Uh, roofing. We we're roofing out here, you know. And uh, Alejandro, how long have you had your business now? Uh, I've had it for about four years. Four years. About to be five. Gabe, how long? About we're the about same. About to be five. Yeah. About the same, right? Yeah. I started you, um, 2019. 2019. You guys started in the trenches, though, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all started knocking together. Oh yeah! Right, oh, yeah. right. Let's talk about that real talk quick, because because <laughs> I just I'm curious. That's where my mind went to first. Because you guys have known each other how long? Four or five years? Uh, so let's just dig in a little bit how we met. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I got married back in 2017. Correct. Yeah, 2017. Uh, and then it's funny because he was dating my wife's mm. cousin. Mm-hmm. And he didn't show up that day for uh, what was the reason at the wedding? Yeah, at the wedding. Mm. What, what was the reason? Bro? So <laughs> that was the day I was going to meet Gabriel. I had met Driana before, so I did meet Driana first. You know, yeah. so <laughs> I didn't get to meet Gabriel. I actually did meet him one time. It was like a cookout, but then he left. Mm-hmm. So I really, was like, what cookout was that? I don't remember. I just showed up one day and they had like chicken soup and oh cookout. It was a while back. Yeah, that's why I left, bro. It was a soup. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Gabe just disappeared, but then I got invited to their wedding. Uh, I was super excited, got dressed and everything, but I never got picked up. Whoa! Wow! What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) Like your Uber canceled? Like what? (laughs) My Uber canceled. Never showed. I paid for the trip, but Uber never picked me up. Wow! That's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember you being at the wedding either. I was like, I heard that was good food. Cuidado. It, it was good. I just don't remember what it was. It was chicken. <laughs> I don't. It was chicken and potatoes and that junk slap and piña colada and that's all we needed. So yeah, we all knew. I I knew that she had a boyfriend, but I didn't know who it was. And you know, at the moment I was a plumber, mm. and um, you mm. know, it was good money, but at the moment. Uh, I was just fed up with it already. Mm-mm. I was like, bro, there's, there's got to be a way out. And um, my sister-in-law, which is my wife's sister, and her brother-in-law um, mentioned something about sales. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was already in the industry of customer service. I was in the hospitality business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, getting to sales, I was just like, eh, ah, that's cake. Right, right, right. Or, nah, I don't want to deal with that, right, you right. know. So one day at work, you know, 
picking up some toilets. Bam. My back was gone. I couldn't even Dang. move. So I was like, bro, this is crazy. I just get married. I got to maintain my wife. I already have a son, which was for my wife's first relationship. So I'm already a dad coming into the marriage. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I got to provide and I don't know what to do. So whatever, I, they train me up and all that stuff. And I start, you know, selling roofs and, you know, uh, meet up my first client, sign a piece of paper. Boom. And like two weeks, I got paid $1,100. And I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Mm. I'm like, just for signing a piece of paper? Bro, let's go. Mm. Uh, but in, in, in the whole process of learning and everything, uh, I met Alejandro. He came over with his girl at the moment, and which is my wife's cousin. And, you know, he was actually painting. And let's talk about that, bro. So how long were you doing painting when I met you? So I started doing painting since I was like 12 years old. Mm. So I was doing painting in high school. I used to uh, get my own painting contracts and I would go do them right after high school. And, you know, I usually would paint little lofts, finish mm. around like 2 a.m. and still manage to go to school. After graduating, I thought I was I had it set. I was like, oh, I'm getting my own painting jobs, you know. Mm. Dang. And when I met Gabe, uh, I told him I was doing painting. So we built a connection. We built a, uh, with Gabriel, like a friendship. We just bonded when I first met him. And one day he he hit me up like, hey, where are you at? And he had told me about the roofing cells, that, that that's what he was doing at the moment. And I was painting a big uh, roof. I mean, I was painting a, a big house in, in like Alpharetta area, you know? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So then I texted Gabriel. I'm like, Gabe, I got a couple of neighbors and the roof and the, with big roofs and the house that I'm painting. I mean, this could be it for you. So I sent him my location and um, he showed up to the job site where I was painting and he saw me painting and he was like, bro, I think you could do this. Mm. And I saw him with a purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Would I look like a Barney? <laughs> he looked just like Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And that's oh, where I told purple. myself I was like, if he could do uh, it, I could do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if that big old purple boy could do it, I could. Do so it. somebody just asked me why purple. So uh, the company we were working for King Roof. No, was, <laughs> 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 no, the company we were working for. Uh, I mean, he just didn't care for any color. He just, oh, here, just have a color, and then he had purple. But yeah, well. but I think what sold me the dream when it came to like roofing was. That there was this other individual that, which is an individual who put Gabriel on, and that individual <clears throat> asked me to like, hey, come over to the house. And when I saw the home, mm. you know, growing up, I used to paint these homes, mm -hmm. and I always told myself one day I'll have this, mm. like, a home like this. And when I walked in, I saw the floors, I saw the design they did, and I was like, hey, you did this yourself? And he was like, yeah, I got. These were exact same words. He said, I got all of this doing roofing cells, <laughs> and that's where I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started training with Gabriel, actually. And we, and we got no training. I'll tell you this. Me and Gabriel, we got <laughs> no training. They gave me an extra large shirt when I was weighing like 120 <laughs> pounds at that time. <laughs> Wet. <laughs> so I used to fold it like five times so the shirt can fit me and, you know, tuck it in. So we just looked very unprofessional. But I think that was the, the starting point for, to something big. And it's crazy. It, it, I mean... What happened throughout those days when we were first starting is just insane. Yeah. Well, I want to talk because I know we're getting right into it, but I want to talk about you specifically, your upbringing, where you're from. Like what? Because you said you went into high school. You were already thinking of going into painting. So college wasn't a choice for you as far as 
like what it looked like. But let's go back to where are you from? Like guide us through your whole life for everyone listening. Ah, okay. So I'm from Honduras. I was born in Honduras, uh, from the capital. But my I was you know blessed enough to come to the United States when I was three years old. Of course, for a better opportunity. I mean, the opportunities mm-hmm. here are endlessly. And my mother brought me here. I mean, grew up with a single mother. Saw her work two jobs, and you know. I saw her sacrifice all her dreams and goals to be able to provide for me. Mm-hmm. And my younger siblings, at that time, it was just one, which is Gabriel. He's now in the roofing cells as well. And Not the same Gabriel, by the way. Just oh, to make some My sense. brother's name is Gabriel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a younger brother named Jose Gabriel. So at that time, it was just him. But we lived in Texas for a while, and we immediately moved to Georgia. And the story never changed. I went to school. Mm took care of my little brother but my mom always worked two jobs mm. and i would see her like work early in the morning i wouldn't see her before school and i wouldn't even see her after school because she would get home like around 11 12 a.m i was already asleep by then i used to take care of my brother since the second grade mm. you know at home i learned how to cook ramen noodles very quickly classic, mm. classic. <laughs> so and, and yeah. then i was um you know moved around a lot i went from like going to the cap county school system to gwinnett county school system the Cap County school system. So we were just jumping around a lot. And then throughout high school, that's where I was like, you know, I really need to become the role model my brothers need. And, you know, <clears throat> not having that father figured, I don't I don't think that's an excuse for many individuals because it actually helped me a lot mm. not having that father figure. Because mentally I told myself I need to become that that figure for my, you know, younger siblings and, you know, ended up graduating high school. I mean during high school though I started my own business selling chips in school. Mm. You know, there was days I was making 30, 40, 50, I mean, good days, $80 a day. You know? <laughs> Bro, I used to buy from that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was so, a guy at my school that used to bake, his mom used to bake cookies, and they were like big cookies, and he's selling for like $1.50. Yeah. And I would buy like three. Yeah, where I saw that the supply and demand in school for for snacks, <laughs> hot Cheetos, bro. <laughs> it was it was everything. I mean, we would. Um, I saw people making money selling chips. I was like, I need to start that. But I said, I need to start that with people selling chips for me, and I would pay mm. them. Uh, even though if I profited ten bucks a day, but they made like forty dollars, that's fine because that was ten dollars I didn't have to work for. It was just passive income at that time, and. Um, <laughs> Right after high school, I was actually, this is the only time I've had a job, a nine to five, mm. two job was at McDonald's. Hey. And the only reason I went to apply at McDonald's was because the first time I went, they told me they didn't hire people that didn't have a social. Mm. So when I was blessed enough to get my social security, mm. uh, I just slapped it on the table. I was like, you can hire me now. <laughs> I'll work for three days. And that's and it. One day. <laughs> just quit. Try. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. And after working <laughs> McDonald's after high school, I would do the painting. Mm. So I would, I would literally work. I would go to school, work every day of the week, including su- Saturdays. I mean, especially in painting. I mean, those are the busiest days mm. and um, still managed to get school done. But then after graduating, uh, my mother's dream was for me to go to school. I mean, college, of course. It's. I mean, I was the first one in the family to graduate high school. Wow. So, her dream was go to college for wow. a better. I mean, I, she brought me here for a better opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did apply to college. I um, I got accepted into school, but you know, not being born in the United States, sometimes um, when I went to uh, you know get my schedule and everything. Correct. Uh, the school hit me with the with the fees, yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. something that's something we didn't have. So, but I did know that if I went home and I told my mother, "Hey, they accepted me into college, but this is what they're charging me." Mm-hmm. Knowing her, she would have told me, "I don't care. 
you're going. Mm-hmm. She nice. would have done everything possible to make sure I went. So the only thing I thought about, you know, I think outside the box, I was like, mom, I don't want to do school. Mm. And that's where like her heart broke down. You know, she just said, I, I don't think you'll ever be anything in life. Wow. Mm. You know, and I think those are the words I just, um, I love her to death, but those are the words that I use every single day. Like wow. that pumps me up because it just, it just shows me like, it just moves me. And that's where I just started doing painting on my own. I never wanted, I did work for somebody at some point, but I saw how they treated me. And uh, when they have that finger on top of you, that's, yeah, bro. they control you. And that's why I just started doing painting on my own. And, you know, I was blessed enough to meet, you know, the Adriana, Adriana's family, which is, you know, who put us on into mm-hmm. the roofing and, you know, learn the system. Okay, because you said a lot. I want to like, I want to like, because I heard a lot. And so I want to kind of like dive into some of it. One, you're not from here, right? You're from Honduras. Same Correct. as me, right? Uh, Daka, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, two, you didn't grow up with a dad. Correct. Right? And and what I find interesting, which I don't hear, a lot of people try to use that as leverage to be like, oh, well, this is why my well, life sucks. Right. Uh, but you you use it for the opposite. You're like, this is leverage to why I can be better. That's right. Like, even though you didn't have that example of what a man was, you were like, nah, let me, let me show you what a man can be. And so you took that energy. And how did that affect you, though, like in high school and kind of figuring out who you were as a person? Like... Like, what is, is it a thing that ever, like, you were just like, damn, everybody else has got a dad? It, I did have a point where that did happen. But I'll tell you this. People that give an excuse about something, the excuse only sounds good to the individual saying it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Eey. and I think uh, growing up without a father figure wasn't really an excuse for me. But not seeing my mother at everything or anyone from my family at oh. any like school events mm. sports because i did sports i mean at nothing literally i think that it got to a point where like like wow where's my family you know i was always that mm. kid because i was pretty good at soccer uh with the club i played with i was a kid that would help sponsor mm. you know it was a blessing from god that i had people that cared about me but at that time, it was like, wow, but I don't want to be sponsored. Like, I want my family here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not I would be the one that would go pick up because I never had a ride. Wow. Wow. Mm. So Same. growing up, I think the reason <laughs> I used that as leverage to, like, help me yeah. was because, one, I, ha- I knew I had younger siblings. I was like, I won't allow them to feel how I felt. Mm. So I was like, I can be, I can make a difference in that. So for you, it wasn't that you didn't have a dad. It was that you had a mom, but she worked so much to keep you guys afloat yeah. that she couldn't be there for you guys. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so that like you would be like, you see those videos where like the kids are looking for their parents and yeah. then they find them and they like, they're like, Oh my God, so excited. It's like those, honestly, I feel like part of that was me too. Cause my mom and dad worked hard. And so like, bro, I was like, my mom would tell me, yeah, you were like eight and you would wake yeah. up at six in the morning and you go to the bus and then you come back. And now they're like, make sure your sister gets in the, in the house. And they got four cameras in the front door. And I'm like, bro, y'all used to leave me by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. No camera. The bus driver would be like, it's just you, baby. It's just me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Un niño negrito. Little Indian boy on the side of the road. But, um, dude, that's awesome. I honestly commend you for that. Because like you said, the excuse, that, that was good. The excuse is only good to the person saying, saying it. it. That'd be me. I'd be like, no, it's because of... <laughs> no, it's because of... It's raining outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, umbrellas exist. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so from there, uh, high school, I already see the entrepreneurial mind, and you guys can pitch in whenever, but the this guy said, no, I'm not going to sell the chips. I'm going to get someone to sell the chips for me. 
And then even if I make 10 bucks, that's 10 bucks I would have never made. Right. That's like, I didn't, I didn't even think like that. Like, nah, like that entrepreneurial mindset is like from a young age. Where did, did that just come out of nowhere? Like, were you always naturally just? No, I think that just, it was God who placed it in me mm. because I don't, no one from my family ever had an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. I mean, no businesses, no nothing. Everybody's just. Um, Works for somebody. Work for somebody. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Cause like usually you'll be like, oh yeah, I had an uncle who, who did this. But for you, it was it just came from within. Like right. it was this. It was this. I see the rat race, and I can't be a part of it. It's like nah, I gotta make it happen. Would you say when um, growing up you had that love for like money? You wanted money, and you you know obviously it bought you. It money buys us many things. So you're like, did you want things at that certain time? Or like. You were like, all right, I need money to buy this. Because mm. I was like that. I was, yeah. I was, I, if I want this, instead of asking my parents, how do I, I get need, money? Mm-hmm. How do I get money? Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to sell lemonade on the side of the. <laughs> I, I would to, do bro, people's homework. Listen, bro. I would do people's essays, people's <laughs> credit, listen, credit recovery. Listen. That's I used me. <laughs> to, I used to lie to people and tell them, this is going for a church. This is a church. <laughs> no, Samir. Wow. It was so bad. No, we, I didn't did, we did whatever we could to get that <laughs> Xbox 360. No, not the 360. <laughs> Bro, it was, oh, it was crazy. crazy. I mean, I think um, for the question you asked, Samir, was uh, I did like nice things. Mm-hmm. So mm. I wanted nice things. Don't get me wrong. My mother did everything to make sure I had everything I asked for. Mm-hmm. Wow. But then I didn't want her giving me everything. Exactly. That's how it was. You know, yeah. I wanted to earn my stuff. And I think that's where it just came. It wasn't love for money, but it was like being able to have options. Mm. Yeah, I think when when I met you, I was 25, and you were 18, right? I was 18, yeah. 18 years old. This man was working in a painting. You were you were a subcontractor, correct? Yeah, you were subcontractor making some bucks. You had your car, which was the S2000. I still remember, right? And you were helping your mom with the bills. Wow, bro, that's crazy at that age doing all that, bro. How did how did people, um, you know? Did you tell them your age when you would like give them estimates and, and jobs? No. So that's the funniest <laughs> thing. So every time it's like I'm twelve. <laughs> yeah. Every time I showed up to a homeowner and they asked me about my age, I was like 18, 19. I would say I was twenty four. Dang. Yeah. Twenty four, twenty five. You look it though, like even now, like you look old, like I mean, you could you could pose for older, you know what I mean? Now I look like thirty years old, you know, but <laughs> nah, at, you look that, at that time, seeing how skinny I was, I did not look like a twenty four year old. But I would just tell them I was 24, 25, um, because sadly, I mean, they would think that I didn't have the experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so I I lied about my age plenty of times. Well, do you think that's fair, though? Like now you're seeing like 16 year olds with money and it's like you don't like the age doesn't like it's not as much of a barrier anymore as it used to be. Whereas like maybe for like manual labor, like painting. Mm -hmm. But like if you're doing e-commerce. Like you don't need you don't need an age. It's all right? through the internet. It's all through there. So I feel like now there's people with Lambos at seventeen, are, and I'm yeah, like, getting rich. <laughs> I'm like, how? But you were gonna say something? Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna continue back to where we left yeah. off. Mm. Is what happened when we met, and pretty much what was the the journey from there? <laughs> and the journey was pretty much, uh, you know, after we met. And, you know, we started, like, pretty much learning on our own. This whole industry of roofing um, was that it wasn't easy. Uh, And and this is where, you know, kind of like we saw each other, how we worked. And 
and what we really wanted. We did anything possible to make it happen. And one of those things was that we had to borrow my mother-in-law's car. Mm. Shout out. One of those old Pathfinders. Mm. And we were driving. And of course, bro, back in those days, especially for me, I was broke. Mm. Probably like $100 in my bank account. (laughs) Or literally $20. Uh, It will heat up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine in the the midsummer, bro, just like 89 degrees out. No AC. You know... And it would overheat. And overeat. And we would just call it, like, every time, every week, we would just call someone, yo, can you come pick us up? No way. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part was we were broke and it was a V8. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we had to pump gas every other mile, bro. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so you guys meet. He's like, all right, let's try the sales thing. You guys start doing the grinding, right? And Gabe talks about this. He's like, yeah, bro, we used to fly in the mornings. Because yeah. in roofing, right, what you do, you're doing door-to-door sales. You're right. talking to people, and uh, you're essentially soliciting. <laughs> you're, you don't want to say that, but you are. So it's like you're knocking out people's door. You're bothering people. What they would do is they would flyer in the mornings. They would get their little flyers. They would put them in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they'd come back be like, hey, I left you a flyer earlier. Did you catch it? And then that would be their way of being able to talk to people. Now, you guys did that for how long? As long as it was necessary. No, as far I as mean, years, like until, because I know from there, you guys both equally opened up your own roofing. Yeah. So go ahead and, and tell us a story, bro. How, why we you went, opened up your business. Yeah. Like what was yeah. like your turning point where you were like, yeah. <laughs> tell us the story, bro. I could do this. No. So when I first started, I, I, I was an introvert. I couldn't hold a conversation with anyone. Really? I was a very bad introvert, but I would be the one knocking on the doors Leaving the flooring, running away when I saw them walking towards the door. I hope they op- they won't open. Yeah. That's crazy. That was me. I was like, I hope they don't open. So when I first started, my first day, Gabriel was like, just go leave a flyer. It's that simple. So I was like, that's it? Yeah, go. He took me to roofs that were built two days old. I mean, like two, two days ago. And that's, how, that's how new we were. We never got wow. trained on, you know, the different type of shingles. You know, they, so y'all learned the industry. Exactly. Dang. We never got trained if uh, how to tell if a roof is new or old. So he took me to a subdivision that was like a brand brand new roof. <laughs> Twenty. What, what year was this? This was actually 2018. Built 2018. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know. They just, mm-hmm. I mean, they just said if it looks flat, three tab. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> but we didn't know this, so he was like, "Hey, just go knock." I would have homeowners come out, like looking at me like I was crazy. Like my roof is new, and then I would just leave the flyer and I would walk away, and I would just tell Gabe they didn't open. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So right? I'll go Yo. back to the car. I was like, they didn't open. <laughs> so we were like that for about a month. And um, when I got my first house, like we got our first sale. I still have the video to this day. Yeah. No way. Um, way. I was recording him all hyped up. It was like a 15 square roof. (laughs) (laughs) It was a townhouse, bro. For people that don't know what that is, it's 1,500 square feet. That's very small. Yeah. In average, you want- three bundles. Yeah. (laughs) In average is what? 30 30 30. to 40? Yeah. That's an average square. So 15 is like a townhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So check this Uh, out. So, so- so people can understand what, <laughs> mm-hmm. what they're listening to. <clears throat> so fifteen hundred square feet, uh, back in those days, uh, and that, I still remember it was a state farm, and they paid out like fifty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. just for that little roof. Mister Falana, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Mister Falana, I still that's remember crazy. the name. I don't remember, yeah. my, and my I know where he lives too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because dang, I forgot where I was gonna go. I, I I had thought of something. So, okay, so yeah, so you get your first sale, right? You're getting into this. So the thing with the roofing industry is 
So I didn't I didn't get my first sale until a month later. Mm. I was about to quit. I was like, man, I could have been making money right now, you know, right. doing, doing painting. But then uh, I got my first sale like couple, a month later, was it? Yeah. And um, what Did I you saw was talk to somebody or they call you back. They called me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, they called me, and Gabriel helped me out through it. But then when I saw my first check, it was like a, a grand, and Dang. I was like, wow, all I have to do, I just saw it was a numbers game. And after that day, I stopped walking away from the door. Wow. I would stay at the door until they opened. And that's where we just started taking off. Like we wouldn't, something that I saw with Gabe is that we weren't hopping around from different areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just worked the subdivision. So it was like, mm. we, we we found the subdivision. We stayed there until we dropped the anchor. Yeah. We it's still true anchor. to today. You find yeah. a neighborhood. Sammy's a key of that. Like he'll find a neighborhood. He's like, and I'll sleep here. I wake up here. Yeah, and that's, this is me. that's it. And um, what I saw, I was like, you made a grand off of a roof. I was like, I just need to get three of these a month. Mm. Three of these a month and is, you're good. is people's average salary. Mm. So that's what I saw for the amount of work that you had to put in. Mm -hmm. I just saw opportunity there. Correct. Okay, we were just hyped. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we, yeah. we could afford the gas now. <laughs> no, but it was crazy, honestly. Like, straight up. Like, just to give a little bit more details of, of what would happen during those moments mm -hmm. is that, mind you guys, I had a mortgage. I had all Kids, I had bills. I had, yeah. I had a well, family a to maintain. And honestly, it was Alejandro that really would put gas on the car, <laughs> would feed us. McDonald's but like mac chicken let's baby. go all day <laughs> like he would really like help me out a lot wow. and and yeah man I'm very grateful wow bro share where share where um where you were gonna start your business oh yeah why. say uh yeah sure, oh, okay so all right to to follow uh up with Gabe's stuff I think it was just us investing back into like where we were gonna you go get back he gave yeah, to you yeah, yeah no that's how we took care of each other but when we started I saw everybody leave the company um mostly like the whole family was there and uh i just started everybody seeing people would tell me come over here mm. you know so people were creating different roofing companies yeah so and they were inviting you to work correct there. okay they were inviting both of us so you know gabe and i we stayed loyal to that individual and um it got to a point where i understood gabriel why he left mm -hmm. and then i still stayed for a little bit longer about a month. I, yeah <laughs> I, I stayed about a month uh uh, a little bit longer but just because i was killing i was doing like a roof a day yeah with that individual and it was like i went from 15 squares they were like 50 squares Oof. you know and i was doing a roof a day until i got to a point where i would have homeowners like call me um that they did the roof and this and that and i never did the roof they called the individual but out of my business card they mm. just called the office and the individual was was not giving me the houses so the numbers weren't also adding up. Everybody started showing me their numbers if I went with their company. Dang. And um, they were just trying to recruit me into their business. But then when the numbers just didn't add up, that's where I respectfully told the individual, yeah. I mean, I'm done. I'm actually leaving. I didn't even have in mind starting my own business. Mm. I thought I was just going to go do sales for Gabriel. Right. You know, that's my best friend. So let me clarify, too, because Gabe told me this. Basically, the guy was taking money from you guys like he wasn't giving you what you deserved like the percentage correct i think i mean i can't really say taking money because he wasn't literally taking money from us he just wasn't paying us what he had promised you know so he wasn't keeping so, his word so he just wasn't keeping his word because <laughs> taking money is like him giving me the money and then taking it back but explain but, explain to the audience how he would do this okay <laughs> oh we got receipts yo there was never pull any up receipt. the screenshot there was no receipts um 
know nothing. He was uh, he would claim he would be open books to make sure the numbers added up because you're fully commissioned, so you want to make sure the numbers are are correct so you can get your percentage. But the numbers were not adding up. I mean, uh, roofers would ask for an extra like ten squares of material when it was mm. never needed. Till this day, I have a couple years in the business. I've never had to go pick up extra material like that. Correct. And, and to clarify for people listening, uh, when you're doing a roof, right? Yeah. Uh, let's say the roof is 40 with waste, it'd be 43, 45, 45. Yeah. And so you account for the waste. Correct. And so when you do that, you have material that should be left over. It should be if left anything. over. So what they were asking for was 10 extra squares on top of that 45 Correct. quote unquote. So it was it was all like I at that time, I couldn't even tell how the numbers work. Mm -hmm. I just saw there was obvious the numbers were not adding up mm -hmm. at all. Um, so at that time, I just told him I'm, I'm done. He just asked for his vehicle back because he did bless us enough to he blessed me enough to provide a vehicle for me to start working. So, you know, I'm grateful till this day about that. And um, he just told me, hey, drop off the car. I already have someone new. So I was replaced easily. And um, I was like, OK, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I just um, waited for him to pay me for the pending, you know, mm -hmm. commissions that he owed, which he did, but he didn't fully pay them out. Mm -hmm. By that time, I didn't care. But going towards where I started, I was actually driving uh, an old minivan I had to <laughs> do painting. <laughs> I was driving an old minivan that I had. I was still doing painting. I went back to painting. And one day I was just driving and I saw a Tacoma. So I saw a Tacoma. I pulled into the the dealership. And you know when you go see cars, but you're not going to buy. You already know you're not going to buy. <laughs> window, window shopping. <laughs> <Yep>. So <laughs> I go in there. Parking lot shopping. I, I tell the individual, I like this one. So he comes out. He's like, you want to test drive it, this and that? And I test drove it. He pulled out the keys. I test drove it. And he's like, we can go inside and get the paperwork started. You already know a sales guy. He was good. <laughs> we can get the paperwork started. And I was like, no, uh, actually, I'm thinking about buying it cash. Mm -hmm. And... He was like, okay, this is the price, so-and-so. And I was like, I'm not buying if it's not at this price. I had to lowball him mm. so he can tell me no and I can walk away mm -hmm. without feeling guilty that he yeah, had yeah, me test yeah. drive in and everything, yeah. you know. And believe it or not, he went inside as his <laughs> manager and he came back and he said it was a deal. Dang. Yep. So remember that day. So I was forced to buy a This truck. man was pissed. He was like, ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So it was like literally almost all my savings. But this is how many months into you doing sales? No, this was after I quit doing sales for the individual, and I went back to painting. Okay, but how long had you been already doing sales with that guy? Oh, about six months. Six months? So in six months, you you made enough cash reserves to buy a truck cash. Correct. So, but this was a Tacoma at that time. It was, a, it was 28, 2019. It was a 2015 Tacoma, and I had enough money saved up cash. I had to sell my S2000. Mm -hmm. I remember, mm -hmm. and that was my like that was like my dream car. But you would to, knock with that one too. Yeah, I would. I, I sold that my dream car to be able to fund the truck. I mean, I, I had to keep my word. Yeah, I lowballed them. It was a very low ball. That's why I still have that. It Tacoma. was a great, great deal. You I still, still have it. I still have that Tacoma till this day. Well, I want to touch on something you said, which I think we lose. We're losing in this generation. He said I had to keep my word. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that we talked about the person you were working with is he did not keep his word. Correct. Right? So if you had been like, oh, no, nah, I was just playing with you, you would have been no better yeah. than the person who was not keeping his word. And I think that integrity is super important. And it's something that I've been trying to work on because I, I don't like when, you know, someone will be like, yeah, I'm going to be there. And then they're not. 
and then I've done that. And so I'm like, I'm trying to remove that from me. Right. Where it's like, if I'm not going to go, I'm going to say I'm not going to go. And if I am going to go, I'm going to go. Like, you know, I'm going to say that. I don't want to be the, even the Bible says it, right? Let right. your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to be that person that's always flip flopping on their word. Right. So I lowballed them. They agreed to it. I purchased the truck and I came back for some warranty stuff that they promised me about a month later and just to see the dealership closed. No way. So little did I know that the only reason they agreed to my lowball was because they were closing down the dealership. So it was a blessing from God. It That's was like, crazy. Wow. You know, I'll take it. That's and crazy. I started from, I mean, I had like about 20 bucks in my account after I purchased the truck. Sheesh. Maybe gas money. That was <laughs> It was a V4, so it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's that's a lot. That's, you said a lot of things. Is that company still working? No, that company's closed. Not the dealership, the roofer that you yeah, used to Yeah, yeah, they're still working. They're I still, still see them around. And um, how I started in my first sale was a, a client who had backed out previously mm -hmm. when I was with the previous company. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him I just started my own thing. And the moment I told him I started my own thing, he said, I'll do it with you. Bet. Was wait, hold up. Was that the one that you needed the trailer and I took it? No, that was after. Oh, <laughs> after. Okay, but, so so you buy the Tacoma, right? Yeah. This is after you started painting again. Correct. And you were like, I need it. You, you, you lowball, the dealership goes out of uh, uh, commission, whatever, business. Business, yeah. And then what was the spark that was like, okay, I'm going to start my own business? Oh, because I was like, okay, I have a truck. I learned the system. What I didn't learn was inspections, mm. but there was a home who I already, where I already knew had damage, mm -hmm. and I remember the numbers. I mean, they made sense. Mm. You know? So I was like, okay, I'm broke. I need quick money. I'm gonna just go do one roof. That was my mindset. I'm only gonna go do one or two roofs a month, and you know, keep mm -hmm. it calm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to hire anybody. It's just going to be me. Mm -hmm. So I went to tell that individual because he had told me he wanted painting done. So I actually went back to offer my painting service. Mm. And that's where I, in, I explained to him that I started my own business. And he told me, hey, I want to do my roof with you. After he had backed out, mm. you know, he didn't want to work with me at all. And I think it was because I was with that company. Mm. So he agreed to do the roof with me. And, you know, I didn't know anything. I just asked Gabriel for, from what he learned mm -hmm. while he was on his own and help <clears> from <throat> other individuals from like roofing supply stores. And that was my first build. Mm. Made about $7,000 that first house. Yes, sir. Wait, so this is usually you would get a commission, correct? Which would be like what, fifteen hundred, a thousand? Uh, if I was with that company at that time for that roof, I would have gone like a thousand dollars, thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just he says seven k. What's that? What's the percentage? That's the, like fifteen. If if you do if seven k was profit, yeah, yeah, bro, that's like 10%. so. Yeah, so let's fifteen percent. Yeah. So the guy would say we're paying you forty. Yeah. But in reality, it was like 15 15%. 15%. No, and I remember when you used to talk about that, you said he would pull out the calculator. He'd be like, <laughs> so this is the... The uh, roofer. We paid the roofers and then the material. And then all of a sudden, you there's like 70 bucks. That's how much you get paid. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. Pay you in cash or write you a check? No, he'll write me a check, but he'll ask me to meet him at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And so, and roofing says you do commission. So, like, uh, you get a percentage of the profits of the of the thing. So, now it's uh, most people do 40 percent. 40%, some Correct. other people do twenty percent. Um, but 10 15 percent. That's that's low. Right. So you l lost out on a lot of money because of that guy. Basically, mm -hmm. like he. Basically. Yeah. 
That's crazy. But I did a game, the experience. So, Correct. Which is and a lot of people now, you know, that work for your company, you know, Gabe's company, they don't they don't realize that. Mm -hmm. You know, Gabe talks about that all the time, and I'm pretty sure you do to your right. guys. Like, yo, we had to go through those hard times mm. for you guys now to enjoy the 40, you know, and and up. Like, yo, go out there and work because you, you guys got it good. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we had to struggle with the 10, 50 percent, and they would, you know, you know, I mean, they it would it would be a robbery. Yeah, right. Literally, literally. He tells you he's gonna pay you one thing, and he doesn't. He, he's not coming through. He's mm -hmm. literally robbing from you. Yeah. So. and and it still happens till this day because I've hired individuals that come from different companies, and <clears> um, <throat> I've hired them, and we do numbers for the same type of roof. You know, same numbers the insurance paid, and their commissions uh, with our companies are like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars more than what they were getting at their mm -hmm. old company. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and how you were saying when you left that company how long till you opened yours because you said you went back to painting it was about three months three months because mm. um did gabe have did you already have um what's it called georgia prime? yeah so i did have georgia prime um, construction? construction construction started actually with Yo. One, my 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 cousin um you know he was in the it uh industry mm -hmm. um so imagine an it guy and a guy that has no clue what he's doing entrepreneur <laughs> or whatever hold on hold on because yeah. he did <laughs> he just showed me his your your contact for on his phone. Yeah, and it says Gabe, and it yeah. says GPC from Georgia Prime, Prime Construction. Construction. Correct. That company's like six years old. Closed back back at yeah, it was open back in two thousand eight. Yeah. Do you still have the LLC? You still renew it every year? Uh, I'm not sure what happened with that. That's my cousin's. <laughs> um, but that's hilarious. Uh, what happened with that? You know, we started. You know, I explained to him. You know how it was. But we would do like everything. It was literally a learning experience. Mm. Everything that we went through, <clears throat> the hardships, you know, uh, it was it was hard. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, but I think, uh, you know, well, w the reason why me and my cousin separated was because, you know, he had a passion for mm -hmm. his thing, for his IT, career. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then we were struggling, man. It was like. All right, the, the the guys make forty percent, and then whatever is left over, okay. Mm. Then the company needs to get paid, and then me and him had to split. And by the time we splitted everything, mm. bro, we were broke, man. Right. Breadcrumbs, yeah. Like, and mind you, and you know, just to be honest, is bro, I couldn't even get it on the roof. I wouldn't <laughs> pass the ladder. Wow. So we had to pay, uh, you know, other Inspector. individuals, mm -hmm. and especially Alejandro. Uh, there was many situations where we had to pay him for inspections uh and, and it was a lot of money man yeah so it was really really hard uh and this is why we went our separate ways and that's when i started mm -hmm. my other company the same year mm -hmm. around november mm -hmm. so i started georgia prime around april and around november i was already starting my other company gotcha okay. mm -hmm. and i kind of want to pivot here because we've been talking about a lot, a lot about roofing not everybody cares about roofing right yeah um uh, where are you at now because I know you're not just in roofing. Like, you're multifaceted now. So right. kind of talk to us where you're at, uh, what you've seen as far as the fruits of your labor, and then, like, where you think you want to go as far as that. Uh, where I'm at now, I think uh, just building different streams of income. Mm. You know, I've been blessed enough to have about three, four different streams of income now. And um, I think the only goal is what a lot of people don't realize is that if you help other people get what they want... <clears throat> you'll eventually get what you want. Mm -hmm. And my only goal is really um, 
not focusing on my income to grow, mm. but focusing on my my business partners, my my friends, you know, Your team? my my team's mm -hmm. uh, income to grow, mm. and helping them get where they need to need to get. So I'll eventually have what I want. That's dope. What's so, the coolest? Well, I was gonna say, what's the coolest thing you've either bought, done, or want to do currently, and then something in the future? I think my uh, my number one goal is like I've I've. I reached it, which is uh, the first thing I did was purchase my mommy house. Mm. Does your mom work now? She does not work. She's I mean, she has uh, her monthly salary with me every month. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> and, bro. And um, she doesn't work. And the biggest blessing I always told myself growing up was one day I'll buy my mommy house. Wow. Because we used to live in a in a trailer. Wow. In an RV trailer, so it wasn't mm. a trailer home. It was like an RV trailer, no AC. Mm. And she used to clean the home, so that's where that came from. She used to clean the house, but we would sleep outside. And that house had more than Whoa. enough rooms. We were just allowed in there. So growing up, I always told myself, one day I'll buy my mom a house. And I think that's wow. what triggered my entrepreneur mindset. Mm. One day I'll buy your house. One day I'll buy your house. Yeah. And I was able to buy her home when I was like what, 19, 20 years old. Wow, bro. Yep. And do you think like everything else is just a bonus now? Everything else is just a bonus. It's like, um, you know, I just... I just enjoy what I have now mm. uh, and make sure that, you know, I, you know, my mom's dreams come true. So I always ask her, like, where do you want to go? That's sick, you know, man. what do you want to do? And uh, I take her on trips. You know, I have to do at least two vacations for her every year. Mm. That's sick, bro. I mean, I think that's a, that's what a lot of people want is to yeah. help their parents, at least decent people. And I just, <laughs> I just seen that what I spend on, on my mother and my family, my younger siblings, you know, purchase my mm. brother's first car, mm -mm. you know, his first truck. It's not that I'm handing it over. It's just to show them that, you know, hard work pays off Correct. and eventually inspire them as well. Yeah. To go do the same. Yeah. To go do else. the same. And, and people might take it lightly, but you're, uh, you changed your generation. You know what I mean? Like, you came from so little, and right. you were like, nah. And I think that's one of the things that I, I admire in Gabriel as well, yeah. is that came from, like, it's not that it's nothing. Like, Gabriel didn't have nothing, but he saw what he had, and he was like, nah, I, there has to be more. And not in a greedy way, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For you, it was, I want to buy my mom a house, right. and I don't want her to work two jobs, and I want to see her. Right. Because you were talking about how you didn't see your mom from morning to night. Sometimes you wouldn't even see her. Right. And so people who I think put their motivations in what they can do for others, like you're saying, dude, that's key. One of my goals, uh, either for this year or early next, is to take my parents on a vacation yeah. and not have them pay for anything. And that's the biggest blessing. I mean, they won't tell you, but you know they're proud of you. And there's, uh, they don't have to tell me thank you. I just see the smile on her face. Yeah, it's that, wow, my kid. That's it. Like I took my, my mom to, uh, to eat. And we were we went to some Brazilian steakhouse, and I paid for it. And I've never paid for that much of a meal for like my parents. It is, and to y'all, like it might be small, but for me, it's like it's a big win. It was like it was like four hundred bucks, which like th that's including tip. I gave like a fifty dollar tip. I was like, damn, does she deserve a fifty? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and so to me, it was a big privilege, and I could see my parents just like just so happy. Like my dad is like, it's a simple like. Thank you. And, then, and, my, and my mom is like, que, que Dios te bendiga por los siglos de los siglos. <laughs> yeah, mom's like, may God bless you for forever, you know? Your kids' and, kids. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and honestly, it does feel good. Um, one time I was uh, I was at my dad's shop. He's a mechanic. And, you know, an old friend was there. 
And, you know, I've never heard my dad brag about me. Mm. And, dude, it was just, like, <laughs> weird. He's like, yeah, my son this and my son that. I'm like, bro, calm down, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I ain't trying to, like, you know. Like, I'm that type of person that I can't take comments. I it's guess. hard to receive it's praise. To receive, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not that type of guy. I'm the same way. I just like to be quiet and see what, what's right. going around me, and that's it. Um, so it was it was it felt good you know just to mm. hear that from your dad it's just mm. like bro that's that's crazy no but um i want to tap in a little bit about what you were saying about how it's like a curse almost oh yeah it's like especially us as um we grow up you know in our hispanic culture there's a lot of um going up and it's just like all right you got to work hard for what you want and it's just all about work 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 doesn't matter how many hours you're, you're working mm -hmm. you know you're providing you're working that's the goal but um i remember somebody once told me like there's always that one person or everybody in, in your family you have your generation you have your family but there's um in every generation of your family there's always going to be that one person that thinks about making a difference wow but it's always like are you going to do it are you right. going to make that are you going to make that decision and be the difference and cut that curse mm -hmm. and shift your generation into something that you know what a lot of people in our you know culture we don't talk about it's yep. like you see it a lot now but like back then like i can sit and talk to my grand my, my grandpa and my dad it was just like <clears throat> yeah he was working in the in, in our in our factory you know since he was nine up until mm -hmm. he was 30 mm -hmm. like what huh. like there was no ambition to like own your own thing or it was just like carrying you know grabbing what your dad did mm -hmm. and then carrying picking up that and you know doing it but like it's awesome to see because that's a, a, a that's something that drives me and um is to all right i gotta be that person that breaks that curse mm -hmm. out of my family all right like my parents and my dad and you know all of my cousins like they just want to work and, mm -hmm. and things like that but like i'm tired of like working for somebody and nine to five and like I want to make those decisions yeah. now so like my kids and my family in the future yeah exactly. look at that and it's just like that's not even a, a, a it's it's not even a question of to am i going to work for somebody one day mm -hmm. it's right. like what what are you going to do Correct. for yourself to grow your family at that point for me it was my mom like my mom is an entrepreneur like she has her own cleaning business and um one of those things that she struggles with is like getting people under her and then just like letting them do the work and i'm like mom you got, get people make less money do less work like you know what i mean like they'll do the work for you you still get paid you're just not doing anything but i think they're hardwired that if they're not working they're not earning mm -hmm. and i think it goes back to our our parents bro they didn't have the space or the time to think about anything other than i gotta put work. bread on the table yeah. right that's how they grow up so for them it's like for us it's a privilege now where we're able to see what they struggle with and be like okay how can i you know what can i do to make this better and i think coming to america is the because all of us are are immigrants right except for gabe he was born here he's first generation our kids will be first generation so coming to america it's like something about this place just makes you want to succeed yeah as far as us because we've seen what our parents was you know what they did and what they struggled through and it's like how can we avoid that like how can we learn from their you could say mistakes or like how can you learn from what they've done and just do it better you know what i mean exactly. and so that's what like they're saying it's a big motivator to you know help your parents and one day just stop them from working and just 
be able to be like, hey, nah, you're good. I can't wait for that day. My dad's going to be so confused. What? So I have a question. <laughs> um, what, what, what do you could say Alejandro is your, your main, what has been the main, other than your mom, what's been your main success? Like what has driven you to where you are now? The number one thing. Or maybe some tips for someone who's. Well, I think uh, going back to, we were talking about our generation, you know, and um growing up with parents who think school is the way you know the rat mm, race mm, mm. and um, risk adverse basically. yeah no basically people grow up they don't want to take any risk mm -hmm. and in the united states is the, the only place where you can not have an education and go build wealth mm -hmm. you know not get rich but get wealthy mm -hmm. and the number one thing you have to do and it, it, a lot of people can't do this because they love them so much is stop taking advice from the people you love, which is your family. Mm. Bro, say that. Because your family doesn't have what you want. Yep. If I would have listened to my mom go to school, I would have been graduating right now. We would have still been living in a wow. three-bedroom home. Let, let me summarize that. You can't take advice from people who don't have what you want. Who don't have what you want. Bro, bro that's fire. <laughs> let, let me own a comment on that because it happened to me. Mm. So in high school, uh, you know, I was like, man, because I wanted to be an architect, but I was like, bro, I'm not going to work for a firm starting <laughs> at 60 grand a year <laughs> and then work 60 plus hours or 80 hours for mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Mm -hmm. So I said to my, to myself, I'm like, I want a barbershop. That was my first <laughs> idea. I've never <laughs> I wanna, heard this. I yeah. <laughs> I've literally never no heard this. No one knows. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but I wanted a barbershop. Can you tell he's Dominican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because the thing is, I, you know, I come from Miami and um, I used to see these barbershops, you know, they had like 10, 20 chairs. Um, you know, it was nice. They had hip hop playing. They had all these uh, pool table. But I'm like, bro, you could you could do something better than this, you know? Mm. Probably like, you know, some hookahs. And that was my mindset back in the day. I was waiting for you to say that. So, so Dominican. Bro, bro, like, I'm like, bro, I got to change the game on this. But whatever, that didn't happen. But one of the things that motivated me, like Alejandro said, was my dad would say, you don't have the money for that. Mm. No, that's too much money. Yep. Everything that I had, yep. every idea I had, my dad would say, that's, no, you need money. That's too much dinero. <laughs> that's too risky. Yeah, Bro, even when I started the, the first time around with roofing, my dad would say, you need money for that. Are you ready for that? Yep. You're not ready. And there. bro, I would have so many people say, yep. bro, don't do that right now. You're yep. not ready. Bro, if we would have listened to me and especially me and Alejandro, mm. because we're the first ones to like jump that, make that leap. Right. If we would have actually listened to all those people saying, mm -hmm. don't do it, bro, we would not be here right now. But literally, we wouldn't. None of us. And that's uh, as soon as I graduated and I told my mother I was not going to college, she told me I will never be anyone in life. Mm -hmm. And when I started my business, I asked her, how do you feel about me making 100 grand? She said, you will never do that because you never went to school. Wow. And I think that that just drove me because it was like, I love her, so I'm going to prove her wrong. I have a promise to keep, which is her home, and just provide, like have options for my family. Because yeah. yeah. Gabe asked um, what drives you, and I think it's just uh, knowing that the opportunity here is endless. Yeah. Let me you ask know, you something. Do you think you would have been able to do that with the painting gig? Never. You don't think so? Never. It's not scalable? To a point where you'd be like, you could make about where you're at now? Till this day, I get about, I can say 20 calls for like painting a month <laughs> and I turn them down because I, it's just, I it's mean. not worth the headache, huh? 
It's no too much time invested. Too much though. time for not for the money you're getting. I think it's too much time. Yeah, way too much time, too much liability, and it's just mm. it's at, at a point where it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's and not it's, even worth it to like have a referral you know, your little crew and just sending them. No, out. what I do is I just I give them away. I don't expect any referral commission mm. or anything. I just give them away to to my guy, and um, he could profit off of it. Because gotcha. to them, it's, it's a blessing, you know? Yeah. Because sure. um, of course, lang- language barrier for him, it's, mm. it's different. So that's a blessing for him. So I keep him busy like that. Yeah. Giving him all the all the projects that come by. But I would have never been able to do or for my, anything for my family if it was for painting. Yeah. Not what I've done now. Yeah, that's I think, I think uh, um, one of the things that happened, and I think it was the, the year that you started roofing with us, was they were talking about how painting was a thing it was a thing it was a thing it was an industry that you made money but it hit like a plateau or something mm. where there were so many painters mm. they would be giving out the work for cheap yeah so it started just going down on pricing and mm. all that good stuff so that's why i think the industry that industry went down mm. and there's only a small percentage that really make money in painting am i correct that's correct Mm. it's rare i think it's like a two percent of individuals that make crazy money with painting and those are the individuals that have been around uh, around for like 20 30 plus years mm. so, mm-hmm. so the owners are about to kick the bucket i kind of want to pick your brain on something like we're, we're we're in the roofing industry right me personally i haven't done it in a while because the lord was like no stop so I, i'm a website guy and so the the tech and their digital industry you can scale immensely right you're talking people can charge 10 15 20k for a website um, as far as you, what do you think is an industry that you want to tap into that you haven't just yet, but you're like, I have my eye on it. I think, uh, with the industries I'm in now, I'm not moving from them. And I don't, I haven't seen anything else that would give me the freedom that I want with the amount of money that I mm. want. Can you share what industries or not? You Financial don't... services mm-hmm. and, um, roofing is just to milk the cow now and build a big business with mm-hmm. it. But when it comes to financial services, that's, uh, you know, a, a business that if you build it big enough, I mean, it'll pay generations to come. Yeah. Because with uh, the construction side of business, I don't know if my kids are going to grow up and want to do construction. Right. So they're not going to do construction. They're not going to do roofing. Mm-hmm. Definitely not climbing on the roof. <laughs> if something happened to me right now, my business would be dead. My family will not get paid. Where wow. if you build a big enough agency in financial services, your business, your family will still get paid whether it's you're perpetual. there or not. Yeah. It keeps going. Dang. Well, There's have you no, thought about real estate too? Because a lot of people say real estate. It was like once you start getting the money, you want to invest into real estate, and then it, real estate will pay you for right. dividends well, for years. Well, yeah, I've started doing real estate. I have you know a couple of rental properties, and um, I've done a couple of flips. But going back to liability, mm. you have a rental property. You don't know what tenant you're going to get. What if they destroy your property? You're gonna have to invest more than what you're actually making a month. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you have enough properties, the numbers just add up. Everything mm-hmm. adds up. And you could build, you could build uh, generational wealth with real estate. I mean, it's. I think that's what a lot of people have done for. That's it. Generations, right? That's. It's. I think is like the number one is mm-hmm. financial services. Number two is real estate. Mm-hmm. But now, who has the money to do real estate? Not the financial every, services. <laughs> exactly. So not everybody has the funds to be able to get started into real estate. Mm. So they keep getting delayed. Yeah. And time never comes back. That's the only thing we have against us. That's true. But in, in your, but I in think your, those are my, you know, industries that you're I like, just, I'm sticking to this. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. In, in your financial services, explain a little bit about like, what are the, 
services you guys provide like i mean we do everything uh that comes towards like insurance home and auto most important ones life insurance that's what a lot of people fail to understand mm. uh for example right now you know the head of this home's gabe mm -hmm. but god forbid something happened to him what would happen we don't know how you know the story would turn around mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then we also do uh, you know retirements a lot of individuals don't think about their retirement but they don't know how big of a difference it is if they start planning for the retirement yep. at an early age than starting at early 30s you know if you start early 20s you know between the early 20s and the early 30s you're really missing out on millions it's not thousands it's millions because of the compound interest because huh? of the compound interest and you know we do mutual funds, mm -hmm. annuities. Uh, we also do legal protection, and um, we also do mortgages. Mm. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I've I've heard somebody say once that, because um, you said you mentioned life insurance. Yeah, like people. I've heard somebody say that you know people don't think, but it's called life insurance, so you can use it while you're alive. Like, can you explain a little bit? Like, do you like you understand what I'm saying? So with because um, yeah, like the guy was like, people think oh life insurance is for when you die. When you die, you collect. But people will take out on their life people, insurance. There's though. there's some way but you should. Where that, he's, that like, guy he's just nodding his guy, shaking his head. <laughs> that guy was not explaining it. He didn't explain it like deeply. It was just like a he he threw a you know that phrase out. But mm -hmm. he was like, look, people don't understand that sometimes life insurance you can it, it's called life insurance so you can use it while you're alive right so now um you just have to be very careful what agent you're listening to and what type of life insurance because there's different types of life insurance but when it comes to using it while you're alive life insurance is only to replace in case of a loss that's what insurance is for uh -huh. so if someone was say the breadwinner was the father taking care of the wife and younger kids i mean they have a debt of three hundred thousand dollars for a mortgage mm. if the father was to not make it home that day what happens to the the mortgage what happens mm. to the house mm. they lose everything they start mm -hmm. from zero so life insurance is to protect him and you know his his income to protect income mm -hmm. it's not you can use it i mean with our term life insurance um we have benefits where you could use it while still alive but most what does that look like? You take money out? No, you don't take money out. There's some type of, uh, there's different types of life insurance that they combine investments with insurance, but they don't tell you that if something was to happen, your family won't get both. Oh. Yeah, but that's just a different topic. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm not, yo. I don't even know yeah. if I'm able to say it, but it's, uh, that's why you just have to make sure you're getting the proper term life insurance. Mm. You know, when you have your investment, that's why you never have everything in one account. Mm -hmm. That's why people that are wealthy never have all their money in one account. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you just have uh, the separate account that protects your income. You have it under your, and your, your mom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like that one guy? Did you Hakimi, hear about that? Hakimi. You heard Hakimi. about that? Yeah, yeah that's freaking so crazy. That's, that's kind of like changed the subject a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know who you are. You know, you're my best friend and all that. But for the audience that doesn't know you, you know, you're a young man, successful, uh, reach a lot of um, success in different areas and different businesses. Uh, you've gone through a lot of things growing up and now you're here. But is God one of the main sources of your success? He's the only source. Hey! He's, uh, I think, I mean, Let's growing go. up, I, I had... Um, Growing up, I would, uh, it was a tough time. You know, I, I even had suicidal thoughts and stuff. Wow. Like, I was like, why me? Like, why well, I have to go through this? Mm -hmm. um, 
because I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. It was uh, it was bad, but he was, I mean, he's just been the only one that has really, he's been my backbone. Mm. He is my backbone. And I think he's been the only one that has blessed me with everything. And yeah. that's why I don't, I don't even calculate how much money I make anymore. I just trust him because I just know that if, uh, you know, if he can get it through me, he'll give it to me as well. That's why I never stop honoring people. There because there was a point that people used to honor me. So I know that's that's why I get so much to be able to honor other other individuals. Mm. And uh, I just trust him, to be honest. Dude, that's fire, that's bro. That's it. Nobody else. There's there's no, I mean, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you think there's a principle behind that? Um, yeah, integrity. Mm. We're back. We're <laughs> back to integrity. Yeah. Everything ah. falls down to integrity and the principles. And uh, that's why a lot of individuals forget once they start getting money. Mm. They forgot who gave it to them in the first place. Yep. And um, that's why for a short period of time, that's where the enemy takes advantage of, yeah. you know, giving them more at one point. But when you keep, that's why I never focus on like, hey, another business is doing better mm. than me. You know, they're doing more roots than me. Yeah. I never focus on that because I just trust God and I know that. If I keep my morals, I keep my integrity, I mm -hmm. still take care of my people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There'll be a point where those businesses that are doing great now that aren't having integrity, mm -hmm. they're not gonna be around yeah. and I'll be and if they are, mm -hmm. I just know my business God is gonna take my business, yeah. you know, so far up that, you know, nobody will be able to catch me one yeah. day. And that's why yeah. a lot of people don't when when we speak about that, about how God, you know, he he blesses us and there's God is not a God of immediate gratification. Right. He's not a God that, you know, he knows our heart. He knows who we are. He knows everything about us. So he knows if, um, you know, there's this one thing that we want and, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to get it. Even if it's, you know, us, it's like, I want it now. I want it now. But God is just like, if I give it to you now, mm -hmm. like you'd run away with it and forget about exactly. who gave it to you. Yep. Like you said. And it's like, sometimes like, that's the beautiful thing about God because there's things that we want now that we will appreciate it later mm -hmm. because not only is our character, but our beliefs, our heart, mm -hmm. our right. will is going to be aligned to that thing and we're going to be able to receive it and not fumble it. Yep. Because exactly. especially like us, like being so young and, and passionate and driven, like we want everything now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a generation that just once immediate gratification is just whatever it takes let's just get it now i'll do whatever it mm -hmm, takes mm -hmm. and it's just like god is just like looking at us and it's like but you you can't withhold that yep. your character will take you with that thing and expose you mm -hmm. right the and thing that was supposed to bless you will expose you will expose you That's and right. it's just like god is just like no like you need to understand this principle mm -hmm. of integrity and, and this principle of, you know, you. I'm protecting you. At the end of the yeah. day, what he's doing is protecting you. Yeah. But, and then another thing is like, you see <clears throat> other individuals with nice things. Yeah. And it's just like, we confuse it. And we and it's scary sometimes because I've seen it happen. And, and you get individuals that said, oh, God gave me this. But then at the end of the day, this thing will drive them to some place. And mm -hmm. it's just like, everything they lose everything yeah but it was it really god was it was it? god at one point maybe and then they let it go and it became them yeah i think just, worse than thinking that worse than forgetting god is thinking you did it uh-huh 
Ooh, or even worse is thinking that he gave it to you. Let's talk about that. Because it's not it's not ours. Right. Like everything we're supposed to steward. Yeah. That means to manage. Uh-huh. And as much as we want to work for ourselves, we work for someone. It's God, right? Like everything he gives to us, like you said, it goes through us right. to bless others. So your principle of blessing others so that I can be blessed and not in a, oh, I'm going to bless you, so I'm going to get my blessing. It's like, no, I want to bless you. And I know that a fruit of that is that I will be blessed mm-hmm. is, is core. And I think some of the best leaders and some of the best CEOs and business people are people who put people first. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Zappos, have you That's heard it. of Zappos? They're like an online the shoe? shoes. Uh-huh. Their customer service is unprecedented. So one of the, like, I think they bought shoes. There's a story. The lady bought shoes for her husband. Her, her husband ended up dying. They gave her a refund and they sent her flowers. And so it's like that kind of customer service is like you care about the person. Like, sure, you buy our shoes, but you care about people. And so that's what separates different things like Apple, all these other stores. And so I think that it's it's key. 100%. So what Sammy's saying is 100%, bro. Yeah, because a little bit about what you were saying, too, is like, so, like we ask God and we talk about, man, we don't have enough money or we don't make enough money. But sometimes like when we really break everything down, it's like how you were saying, God is providing enough. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. we're not doing is we're not stewarding what he's given us so we can make room for the more, yeah, the overflow. Right. For what can God the the blessing basically? Mm-hmm. There's the no point of Him blessing you. You're just gonna keep not stewarding it. And yeah, and then we we understand. We think that what we are getting right now is oh, it's a little or it's not enough. But it's just like you really have not, um, you know, mastered the 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 stewardship mm-hmm. of what God is giving you and in that, that season. And that's the thing, man. There's been moments, you know, just being transparent. Um, there's been moments where my wife. Or vice versa, we have to check ourselves mm. because, like, my sometimes my wife would be, oh, but you know, we're not here that we're not here yet, like just saying financially, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but having you seen what God has given us, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like God blesses with a house, like she's ambitious I, to make more money, yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, there's mo- there's moments mm-hmm. because uh, it's not every time that you're 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 thinking like that. Of oh, course, I need yeah. more, 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 mm-hmm, more. No, mm-hmm. it's like you there's moments that you think like that but that's when you need to pause mm-hmm. and be grateful mm-hmm. of what god has given you mm-hmm. because look let me give you an example you know like last year you know we bought this house uh you know we did everything we did to the to the to the patio we were able to afford all the furniture in our house mm. and pay it cash mm. other people don't do that mm-hmm. they use their credit cards and all these things so you know while everything was going on she was still complaining about certain things and i was just like yo bro mm-hmm. like you gotta see the bigger picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just not it's not what you're thinking all the money is there it's just that you know you're not seeing it mm-hmm. um but yeah just being grateful uh that's it yeah um i was gonna say one more thing and i just totally forgot <laughs> <laughs> happens to me all the time. uh but yeah like for one of the biggest things and i know it's ha- probably happened to alejandro uh is that when you're in a comfortable place of making money, 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 and you see the money in your account, there's even times where, for instance, for me, uh, it was Christmas and I wanted to bless my wife. And I came and I dropped 10K on shoes and shirts or whatever, designer clothes. 
and after whatever i gave it to her you know so happy you know she was happy but at the same time i'm like bro ten thousand dollars on a pair of sneakers and some shirts mm. i'm like bro it's not adding up work that's not gabe you know like that's i mean yes it's good to have nice things mm. but do there's other people out here that need money or you could do other things with this type of money but to drop 10k yeah. on designer clothes yeah. i was like that's not happening again wow and to this day i have not dropped crazy money on designer clothes like that that happens all the time well do you think it's like a fulfillment thing like I think, um you do it and you're like oh i'm gonna I bless this person it's, it's not yeah it's a fulfillment thing you want to bless others but i think what happens is that since we came from nothing mm -hmm. it can be very easy mm -hmm. for us to say oh i can't afford that i'm gonna go buy it yep. mm -hmm. and since we didn't we never had anything we want to we don't care how much we spend mm -hmm. you know what happens all the time i know gay probably almost bought a lambo last week you know <laughs> <laughs> with that yeah. video he posted <laughs> yeah so it's um you can easily get distracted but when uh, going back to the God thing, you also, uh, before God gives you uh, what he has for you, he's also going to give you new friends, mm. a, new, a new environment. Wow. And that's, 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 what, deep. that's what a lot of people miss. They're scared to let go of an old crowd to go into the new crowd. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they take it as, oh, that's fake. You know, uh, God would want me to help this person. But sometimes you have to learn how to let yeah. go because... Yeah. Yeah. If the if you're on a boat and that boat is sinking with individuals, mm -hmm. if you stay on that boat, you're going to sink with them eventually. Yeah. But Man, let's let's go a little deeper on that, brother. Wait, I'm just gonna say a statement, then we could go. Yeah. I heard it say this way, right? You can't grow in the environment that created you. Right. You can't grow and there's always another level, which means that's an always okay. another environment. There's always different environments. Uh, it's like going on a trip. A lot of individuals are like, oh, I've been there before. I've been there before. But mm -hmm. you haven't gone there with a different level of income. Correct. You have more options when you have more money. Mm -hmm. And then going back to the giving to individuals, uh, blessing others so you mm -hmm. can get blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like an individual told me, God doesn't care if you give to others. You can give someone your whole income. Mm -hmm. But if your heart if wasn't your there, heart, if you're, your going heart. To, you, you're not, you're never going to get anything back. So you're just really giving without knowing you're not going to expect yeah. anything. Yeah. Because that's how God gives. That's it. Well, that's what Jesus came to do. He just cares about your heart. It was the heart. He yeah. said, uh, I'm reading Matthews now, right? And he talks about if, uh, if you think of killing a man in your heart, you've already done it. You've already done if it. If you think of a, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already adultered. That's it. What is he focusing on? The your heart. heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does he say about uh, prayer and fasting? He says, don't be one of those people that's out there boisterous and loud proclaiming that they're praying go in a secret place and and do it on your own and then when he says fasting don't act like you're fasting and you're sad like no make sure your heart is in the right place yeah so that's 100 percent true that's where yeah. your energy comes from as well yeah so when you can when you see an individual and you see their energy like you can also see their heart to mm. be honest yeah and uh going back to getting distracted <laughs> buying nice things man i think that's just something you it all depends on what you want to do with your money. Yeah. Like with me, it's not really a lot of luxury stuff. It, it feels nice. You deserve something nice. And I mm -hmm. think that's a moving thing for me as well. It yeah. moves me when I get myself a nice car. You oh, know, yeah. I know there's another yeah. level, you know, yeah. a better car is coming soon. Yeah. So I just use that to inspire me not to show off. Yes. A lot of individuals use that to please others. There's like to, milestones too. To impress others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think like Gabe probably does it. I use it to inspire me, mm. you know. 
to help me get the mindset ready for what's coming yeah. you know and of, of course there's the experiences you give your family mm-hmm. yeah. yeah with more money more experiences more options yeah Dude. You know, what I wanted to share a little bit was that uh, um, one of my favorite things that our pastor um, always says is that um, he he's richer with his relationship than what his he has financially. Because mm. he says how important, you know, there's so many people out there that you can have. It's like, it's. let me put it, give you an example. Like, it's like... Um, I have money, but Nelson knows. Like, say I have a pro- me and Nelson have a problem. We need an, a plumbing issue. Mm-hmm. Our pipe just burst. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship with this person, and he's like, "Yo, we we um care for each other." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like a friend, a close friend. So he's like, "Hey, I got you." Mm-hmm. But here's Nelson with the same problem, but he has to pay for that, and it's not like. Uh, you know, we're out here abusing friendships. Correct. It's like we want everything for free. Mm-hmm. But that's just comes to show the power of relationships. The relational right? transaction is not it's not monetary. It's like uh-huh. it's like when you helped Gabe and then Gabe helps you and you help Gabe and then Gabe helps you. And so you're it's, not it's learning like you only saying. on your own. Now yeah. you're learning compoundly. So what Gabe knows, now you don't know that but because he knows it, you know it. That's and nice. maybe what I know you don't know and then that's why you need a new friend group and like you're saying and right? it's with our you know how you were saying it's like he's doing it because he doesn't expect nothing back from me mm, because right? he knows that at any moment he needs something and i have the skills or the 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 you know the ability to do what he needs he can I'm count there. on you mm. yeah. he can count on me that's the type of relationships we need to be surrounded by you know yeah and that's more than money that's more than whatever you have in your bank account yeah right? but um, you can't burn bridges. And I think uh, that's what money does. It just builds egos. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Pride and ego. Yeah. I think someone said it before. It's like money will expose what's already in your heart. Yeah. So if you're a douchebag, it's <laughs> in your heart. You're just going to be nah, a bigger douche. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back with what Samir was saying. Uh, the last thing you said, what was, what was it? How you, um, you don't expect nothing back. Oh, your, your, your relationships are, are what make you wealthy. Yeah, like pastor's more wealthy in the relationship than he is in the monetary. No, but you said some, no. You were saying something about um, how you don't expect nothing back. Yeah, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. you. We some, have a relationship yeah. where it's not that you know. I'm asking you for a favor, you know, and you do that, mm-hmm. but and you know that you don't expect nothing back. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that point where you need that person mm-hmm. or that whatever that, you know, and I have that ability, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And you can count on me for whatever you need. Exactly. That's the type of relationships we and need yeah, to be And yeah, and I mean, I mean, and Alejandro gets, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all experience it, but sometimes we have those friends where, <laughs> where. They abuse. They abuse. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They abuse. Talk about well, it. that's where I think getting a new circle yeah. comes into play. That's and, and that's why I wanted to go into mm-hmm. this topic is that. Uh, you know, we have those friends where they know you got it, mm. right? And uh, you know, they ask you, "Hey, let me tanto." Yeah. Okay. Cool. No problem. Boom. You're not expecting anything back. Mm-hmm. Of course, you you expect the money back, but imagine when they don't say nothing back. Yeah. You know, uh, and that that right there, it's yeah, wushu. Yeah, <clears throat> and 
it's it's uh like um one of the things that i've learned within these years and like alejandro was saying is that a new a new friends new system new environment a new environment and i've learned how uh my friends that i've met that i've known them less time have been more family mm. than my actually my actual family mm. right then you know blood cousins yep or a friend that i've been knowing them for 20 years mm-hmm. they my, the friends now in the new circle have created more of a bond or more genuine mm-hmm. uh care mm. you know um like i've always said a relationship goes both ways that's why with me and alejandro or you know samir nelson we always either if i don't call you you call me mm-hmm. and i think that right there is genuine yeah versus in the old circles where it was just like one way one way one way <laughs> well let me, so, let me put it this way people want to see you people want to keep you where you were no what it is is um i think with that my opinion is that it's important to get a new circle because you go into that winning circle. Mm. But if you're still around a circle that you're the best one there it, and the yeah. individuals don't yeah. have what you want, that creates enviness. Yeah. And that's why even family turns on you. Oh, Every, yeah. Everybody wants you doing good, but not better than them. Exactly. They want to keep you, know? you where you are. And, and that's where they up. hold you back. So that's why when you go into that new circle and you feel like they're more family than your real family, that's because... They're not envy of you because they already have what they have. You know, they have the mindset of growth as well. Mm. Yeah. So that's why you happens in a lot of families. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know what's happened to everything. me, man? And it, it sucks to say, but in my own family, I've heard them say, "Oh, ya se le fue el dinero a la cabeza." Uy. Like what, bro? What, bro? I worked really hard for what I've got, yeah. bro. <laughs> bro. That comes that comes back to what we were saying earlier, like. Your family has not seen that success ever. Yeah, so ever. when you achieve that, it's like they're in a shock. You sell drugs. Yeah. It's like they, <laughs> they're like, whoa, okay. how did you do this? Or how'd you get this? It's, it's, it's so ugly, bro. But it's, it happens. And it, and it has to happen because that's, again, what's going to drive us mm-hmm. to keep going when we hear those things well i think people just get comfortable with you too it's like oh this is how i've known you my whole life well now you've changed and i think it's like what you're saying where it's like you you can't be the best person in the circle you can't because if that's the case that's a red flag <laughs> yeah like and then uh, dude that's cold about family and yeah. honestly that's crazy because like i've no don't say 20 years because i've known you a long time so you might be <laughs> you're, you're adding me to the group bro chill out there but i've know. known you from the days when we ate mickey d's bro yep. and and i had to pay for your gas money somehow i don't know how exactly, that exactly man and and you're still the same person you know what i mean and i think that i hate i've always hated people who when you make it they treat you different like for you guys they or, or they call you arrogant like it's what? like like no I, I know you got money but i'm still gonna buy you starbucks mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, it's not, oh, Gabe's got it. Why would I get Gabe anything? Mm-hmm. I find it hard. The one thing I will say is I find it hard to give you gifts because I don't know. Take him, take him somewhere to eat. He's and the thing, the gifts he likes are big and it's fancy. And I feel like, Honestly, dang. bro, honestly, with the, depending on the person, of course, but the people I, I hang around with, like Alejandro and other people uh, that we, you know, God has blessed us with money, 
I think it's not even about the value of the gift. It's the thought of it. It's about the thought. Mm. Um, like if it has some sort of meaning behind it, bro, that's that's the biggest thing that we expect. Wow. You know, and that's pretty much it. Mm. For me, I'm more of a, yo, you call me, bro, that, bro that's enough right yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, he's a simple guy. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I could get him a $25 Olive Garden. <laughs> That's his favorite restaurant. The I don't o- know why. The I only don't... person I expect something from is my wife. That's it. That's, it. That's, that's valid. That's I valid. Get, I, and I get mad, especially mm-hmm. when my birthday comes around. If I don't get a gift from her, I'm mad. That's <laughs> valid. That's valid. Okay. That's valid. Diana, if you hear this, just know. <laughs> don't fail him on his birthday. Man. <laughs> I think that's your biggest day. You're it like, is, man. Biggest like, month. <laughs> yeah. You guys are forgetting about it Father's ble- Day? It's not. Like, you <laughs> nah. don't care about Father's Day. You know women <laughs> don't care for that. Uh, but not, they care about Mother's Day. So now Big I got facts. a question for you. Don't miss that. Hmm. How's your love life, bro? Ooh. It's amazing. I, I felt like um, after I met this individual, I unlocked a different level of mindset. Mm. Uh, mm. She's older than me. But I mean, my mindset is there is like, we're the same age. Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, I feel set, you know, I, you know, when a guy feels comfortable, like, you know, this is it. And it's not that, you know, when you've just met that individual, we've been together for, you know, three plus years. So mm-hmm. it's been a while and I've gotten to know her, I've gotten to know her family, but mm-hmm. I've gotten to know her heart mm-hmm. and how I see her heart is really how she treats my mother. Wow. Mm. And I mean, my mother has not been the easiest on her, mm. you know, since the beginning. And <laughs> Mom, it's, wow. it's Hondureña, so you already know. And seeing how she is and seeing how patient she is with me. Mm. And because, of course, I'm a character as well, you know, it's mm-hmm. she's gotten to know me and she accepts me. Like, she accepts me for who I am. It's just, I mean, you see the smile on my face? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I have nothing um, bad to say. Like, wow. I have I, everything. Hey, yeah, if, I, good. if I ask for a plate of food, my favorite plate of food, she'll make it. Wow. Like, it's so let's, let's God, I, rece- jump into, I received that anointing. Sorry. So <laughs> let's, let's jump into, because, you know, we all have jumped into our main relationships uh, in a financial status. Like for me, I had no money. When right. I met my wife, mm-hmm. I mean, I, something, I say, but it wasn't enough like I have now. Uh, you know, Nelson, you know, single guy out here, you know, some year as well, you know, about to he, be married. He, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, he has money now, he's you know engaged, what I'm saying? Yeah. Before, before his, uh, his relationship, he was getting money already. Uh, but how was it for you already being successful and then getting into a relationship with mm-hmm. someone that also was a boss? Right. In their field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how was that whole combination right there? I'm telling you, man, it was a blessing. Like, um, because she has the mindset as if I wasn't successful. You know, we have Mm. that. That moves me for growth. Like, Mm. you know, she doesn't treat me differently. Mm -hmm. And um, and as a as a man, I mean, we're very wise. I grew up with a single mother. So she taught me like, hey, be careful with with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's like I've been able to see the transparency that she would be with me, whether I had money or not, mm. you know, and uh, right. Or die. And, and, yeah. And relationships, it's like, hey, when she don't have it, I have it. And when mm. I don't have it, you know, she has it. And you can really tell uh, those things by the the small little things. You know, little actions that people do, little things that they say. Mm-hmm. That's how you really get to know somebody, mm-hmm. which a lot of individuals skip. But 
I think um, she she knows what she wants for herself. She doesn't like my success. She doesn't even use that or claim it. Mm. Or I tell her to, like, hey, like you don't have to worry. Like I'll I'll help you out, but she doesn't claim it. Mm. And that speaks a lot about her. You know, yeah. she doesn't claim anything. Like, yeah. you know, you've built that. I respect that, but I'm we're building from scratch. You know, because she uh, she's built your mom's. <laughs> <laughs> so hey yo yeah no. I just so that, that to me is crazy bro yeah. <laughs> y el anillo pa cuando yeah bro when's uh, when's uh, it's so close yet so far question. so it's, question. you can't say nothing bro the day you become a man just tell her to skip this part <laughs> and then, and cut that question off <laughs> she's gonna text me so when <laughs> no I, I feel blessed I feel happy honestly it's somebody that I know if it's uh, her maturity has a lot to do with it. Mm. The maturity is everything. I mean, mm. if there's an argument, it's it's talked out, not fought, you know? Mm. And if uh, it's the fighting, I'll say sometimes it's me, you know? <laughs> and um, vice versa, you know, sometimes I check her, she checks me, but that's how we grow. Mm. Yeah. And uh, once you reach that maturity level, you learn how to understand each other. Mm -hmm. mm. Like you speak the same language. Mm. Correct. That's dope, bro. Man, um, I feel like we said a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should let's land this plane. Mm -hmm. um, we learned a lot from Alejandro, and man, we just really appreciate you coming on and mm. sharing a little bit of how you um, came up and how you grew up and what motivates you and drives you. Um, before we, we do what we did last week, is there something that you would say to the young guy maybe listening to this because we got a lot of young guys that maybe you know maybe that don't have you know what you have or the opportunities but you know were once there who how you were right like what would you tell that person don't try to run away from the hard work mm. okay everybody wants it easy but it's you can't skip any steps you have to take the small little steps first good and accept the fact that not every day is a winning day Ooh. and uh oh, when you learn how to good. put god first Mm -hmm. and trust him that's where you'll stop caring about oh this day went bad this week is bad this month is bad because you already know next month god is about to just mm. pour it on you and um just learn how to honor people and definitely if you're you know young individual honor, honor your parents mm. i think that's the biggest thing when mm. you honor them you start honoring yourself hey, it's the, the only promise the only commandment in the Bible that comes with a promise. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, you honor your parents. You, you know, you love You have long life. You'll have long life. And definitely, I think, uh, keep the integrity. That's fine. A lot of uh, individuals, especially young, they just, uh, they're willing to burn bridges mm. to mm. impress their friends. To do anything. To do anything. To get to the top. <clears throat> but they don't realize that sometimes you have to stay down low before that explosion. It's like a slingshot. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's not that you're not yeah. growing. It's just that where you're headed is way bigger than where you're at. The way uh, I've heard yeah. it is that uh, you can either build by tearing everyone else around you down, or you can just do it on your own and like be build yeah. the actual building. That's the tallest. Or if if you you want to you know go fast, you go alone, and if you want to go far, go far, you go together. Go wow, together. ooh, that's a good one. But yeah. you, there's only one person you need though. God, it's God. That's it. Right. That's the and only and one. Let's be clear. Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Christ. Um, we had a lot of people that liked um, how we ended uh, last week and kind of want to 
keep doing that and you know until it you know, how did we how it flows we shared something afraid that we got from quote, not from anything just drop anything that's in your heart oh recently uh, yeah no just anything <laughs> mm. drop a quote or a statement something that's going to inspire somebody or whatever god is doing in your life right now just drop whatever's in your heart something real quick 10 you know not too long <laughs> i'm afraid you i'm gonna say the same thing from last year. I, don't, I don't know what i said that's, last that's time. the that's the beautiful thing i feel if like if that's still in your heart then that's still in your heart you mm, know what i'm saying there's always like gonna that. be something different i like that so who wants to start okay i'm ready then All right. um you got to be able to give god thanks for the nose as much as the yes that's fire i feel like that's exactly that's what i said <laughs> last week but go into so. maybe so. not okay i don't think so gabe oh man uh one of the things that, uh, you know, talking to a friend of mine, um, you know, he's been doing very good in the in the industry of roofing, and he's had a lot of people hate on him because he's doing well for himself. Wow. They literally wanted to see his downfall, and, you know, I'm proud of this person, uh, but, you know, he was just telling me stories about how people just hating on him and expected to see him down on the floor broke literally uh so to see that i'm like bro that's crazy mm. how we need haters bro mm. we need those people in our life to freaking like push ourselves to a new level yeah uh and, and prove them wrong and you know while he was telling me all this there was a there was a there was a teacher of mine uh mr gillies if you're watching <laughs> Uh, and like uh, Biggie said, uh, you know, none of my teachers uh, thought I was going to amount to anything. But one time I was I was walking with a girlfriend of mine in the hallway. <gasps> I think you told me this. And I was pulling inside the thing and, you know, he, he goes to her, oh, you better upgrade. He ain't going to be nothing in life. <laughs> and she told me. And I think that's one of the phrases that every time I hear that in my mind, I said, bro, look at me now. Man, bump you, yeah, Mr. Gillies. <laughs> look at me now, bro. That's crazy. So, I think oh, that's, that's good, bro. That's good. Haters, bro. You need them. Um, I'll share one of my favorite quotes of all time. How much does it mean to you? That's good. Um, mm. That has that's deep. shaped me to what I am now. And um, every day, I you know, I wake up and you know, I'll I'll hear it in my head at some point of the day. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, it, it could be the smallest thing mm -hmm. to the biggest thing. But how much does it mean to me? Yeah. I, I look back and I reflect on that and it keeps me going. Alejandro, you got anything? Um, I think my favorite quote, quote is, um, do what others won't, so tomorrow you can do what others can't. Mm. Ooh. Mm. That, there, is that the Dave Ramsey? Not Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey? No, he says live like, he says something similar to that, which is like live like others don't so that you can, I don't know what he said, man. <laughs> <laughs> something of the same, the same, same effect though. Man, that's fire. That's, sheesh. that's good. That's good, man. All right, well, um, I think we talked about a lot of different things. We, Bro, you're a beast, man, and we can't wait to see what God does next with you. So, I mean, if you'll come back, shoot, we'll have you, man, and, and we're just grateful for you guys. I don't know if anyone has any last words, but... The next one in the yacht. On the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but, yeah, we appreciate you coming, man. Um, and, yeah, to all the people listening, uh, this was none of our business. Like, quite literally. <laughs> but we made it our business, all right? And we'll I, see you. Oh, go ahead. I appreciate you guys having me. It was an honor. Yeah, bro. Thank you, man. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Let's, Let's go. go.